0: Welcome back everyone. This is Lucy. This is Danielle. And this is Pack Your Suit With Your Thoughtfit, a podcast where we'll touch on topics from health policy, real housewives, pop culture, and everything in between as two 20 something year olds navigating this space ourselves.
1: yes yes what are we talking about today friend well first how are you how are you doing
0: i'm good loving this spring weather and march madness that's on tv i'm
1: all about the spring i don't really know about sports balls (laughs) um balls and sweaty people that's all i know but uh yes i'm feeling i'm loving the spring vibe we're getting this weekend and i'm just so grateful for the outdoor is starting to reopen. We deserve it.
0: We love it. And in today's episode, we'll be touching on moving back home in adulthood. So this topic is something that I feel like a lot of 20-something-year-olds can relate to at some point Mm -hmm. in their 20s moving back home, why they did that, some of the positive elements of that, some of the not-so-positive things of that, and just lessons that they learned.
1: Yeah, we have done it for different reasons, different amounts of time, different phases of our lives, but um, it wasn't all bad. And I think there is lots to share, lots to just kind of unpack about this experience. So let's dive into it. When did you move back home and why?
0: so I moved back home after graduating from undergrad um, and the reason I moved back home was I knew I was going to go to grad school at that point I had not yet applied um, Mm -hmm. because I decided to really focus on being in college while I was in college Um, I had a senior thesis that took up a lot of my time senior year and -hmm. just wanted to enjoy it so I decided post grad, I wanted to work because that felt really important to me um, to try out the working world and really check if grad school was what I wanted to do, which grad school I wanted to do. At that point, I was leaning very much towards public health. That's what I studied um, in undergrad as well, but just wanted to get that real life experience and make sure like if I'm making this commitment and it is a commitment uh, time-wise, money-wise, <laughs> And just personally, I feel like spiritually, you're making a huge commitment to dial in um, to that world. I really wanted to be 100% sure about it. And so I moved back home to facilitate that process of getting a job, of Mm -hmm. (laughs) studying for grad school, and saving money. So that was really essential to me. I knew that I was going to soon make a huge financial decision, Mm -hmm. um, and Fortunately, I was privileged enough to have a family home that I could move to. Um, My family lives in Connecticut, so we're very close to a lot of other cities. Mm -hmm. And I felt really confident um, that I could get a job either in Connecticut or New York City and commute. Um, And so all of that came into play and I decided to move back home before grad school and um, as I worked post-graduation dope dope what about you Danielle
1: um something I do want to put a put a pin in that you mentioned was the privilege of moving back home we'll get to that later um because it is a privilege uh so mine's a little bit different I actually moved back home after grad school so uh before I went to grad school I quit my job (laughs) I quit my nine to five asked Lucy how many times I've mentioned that to her over the years I quit my job just a few just a few (laughs) I quit my good paying job, my independent life um, in Pittsburgh and moved back home and with my parents um, for like a month before I went off to grad school. And then when I graduated, I moved back for indefinitely. I graduated without a job, uh, although I got one like two weeks later, which was a whirlwind of events in terms of graduation and like how that kind of unfolded in May and June of 27, 2019. Um, But yes, I moved home with, and this was, I moved home after about nine years being out of the house. I left the house at 18, came back at 27. And I really did it because one, I didn't have a job at the time. Two, where my parents live was in a good place that I could work in DC, work in North, North Virginia I could stretch and maybe make it to Baltimore for work, but a good place to be. Um, Rent in this area is very high, and I did not really want to live with roommates anymore and like deal with all that. So it was really the best bet to stay at home in my family's house, um, save my money to ultimately buy a house, which I was fortunately able to do this year or late last year. Um, And yeah, so I think I've lived at home for. Just around 18 months, something like that, in order for me to save and move out. But yes, the catalyst of me moving home was graduating from grad school, wanting to be back in the area and not having a job to do so (laughs) on my own.
0: Love that. So, yeah, we are both home for about the same period of time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, different times. Different reasons, different times of our lives. It is, uh, I will just put this out there early. It is very interesting moving back home at 27 years old. After living on my own for three years before grad school um, living in New York and doing all that grad school stuff and then coming back home as a fully as a full adult with a nine to five um, it was it's just it's it's a weird concept but I'm still grateful that I had the opportunity to do so. So that's yes. my like upfront. How would you say the experience was and like yeah just how was it for <laughs> you?
0: So, yeah, I feel like in a similar vein, right, I must have been 22, 23. Um, And at first, it's fun, I would say I'm very, very close with my family. Um, At that point, I was the only one living home. So my other siblings were either living on their own or off at college. Um, Mm -hmm. So my younger brother would be home sometimes during breaks. But Really, I was the only one living at home with my parents full-time. As Danielle knows, my parents are very fun, young.
1: Love her family. (laughs) I love the whole family, grandma included. Like love the whole family. They're great.
0: Yes, and they, so they very much have a life of their own, schedule of their own. My parents were not the type to be like putting, you know, any sort of pause on their social life for me. So <laughs> I think that was nice because it really felt like, okay, they have their own lives. I have my own life. Once I started my job, you know, I was at work nine to five every single day. So were my um, parents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there was definitely like that sort of separation of like, okay, we're not on top of each other every minute of every day. They don't expect me to be, you know, hang out with them every single second. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say that while I think that in general I had a relatively easy transition to living at home, there's definitely stuff that you are not like prepared for and you don't think about. And so like at college, like I really lived on my own and was so independent and could be wherever I wanted at any point in time and didn't really have to ask permission. And though my parents aren't strict in a way that I had a curfew or anything like that, it's the element of them being knowledgeable about where you are at any point in time and then wanting that information just for safety reasons. Like it was never a meddling reason, but you know, they hear you when you come in. They hear you if you don't come in. And so they're kind of checking in on you. Yeah. And that was something I really had to get used to because no one had been doing that for me for, you know, for
1: years. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be in the same vein, my biggest pet peeve about living at home. It's not, because in the same vein. Well, my parents are not super social the way your parents are, but there there is no pressure to really be with them there is no pressure to be home by a certain time Mm -hmm. but I think for me and I don't know if this is just me and my family if this is a cultural thing um my parents are Caribbean if it's just like a matter of respect of saying okay Mm. if you need to know where at where I am I'm here I'm with so and so and Mm -hmm. usually I wasn't lying because I'm an adult what's there to lie about um but it was just like just ha- knowing that somebody else knew where I was, knowing that someone else would could have an opinion about where where I was or what I was doing, I didn't necessarily, I did not like that piece. I think that's probably like the biggest irritation of it. Even if there was no pressure from them, that was still something I think I put on myself or on the the on our situation.
0: One thing that came up for me as well was this sort of having to enter an old space, being like a new person. And so, you know, after college, these four years, coming back as a 20-something-year-old, sort of like more in tune with myself, having been more independent in a lot of ways, and entering, you know, literally an old space where you were there as a child and in high school, it became really easy to replay dynamics um, from childhood. And so I feel like there was a lot at the beginning of reverting back into my old self and doing stuff like in terms of the dynamics with my parents Mm -hmm. that would have happened like in high school, like the bickering and sort of (laughs) those things that I'm like, uh, this feels like odd, but we're sort of replaying this old dynamic that I hadn't been involved with in a while.
1: It is, I think next to answering to somebody, that is the second biggest challenge I face too, because we are all after, you know, even after those four years of going to college and for me, those nine years of me being away for, you know, life and all that, we are all very different people. And remembering that and remembering not to fall back into old ways, not to fall back into old patterns and like respecting who we are as people in present time was definitely a challenge at times, especially at first. Um, I don't know if this has ever happened to you and I love my dad dearly. However, he used to wake me up in the morning <laughs> and I'm like, I promise, I promise for all the years that I've been living my own I have never I've slept through my alarm or not woken up but I've never missed work I had to be like you don't have to wake me up it's really okay I promise and I think the one day that really pissed me off I was off and I was just like the one day I get to freaking sleep in instead of me waking up at six o'clock in the morning I get to sleep in a little bit you're waking me up irate wasn't the word I was so pissed I was so pissed but yeah it is it is um an adjustment to for everybody to recognize Mm -hmm. the maturation that has occurred hopefully for everybody but at least the you know the reality of who we are today versus who we used to be as a family unit before we moved out the first time yes it's it's a strange concept
0: it's a strange concept and at a certain point too there's a lot of energies involved and so that became a struggle for me too because it's like especially with immigrant parents um latinx parents um, can be a lot um but it felt like there was an impact that their energies were having on me and so like if they had a really hard day then i felt like i was coming into a space that like We were all now having a bad day, you know? And so it was hard to sort of separate each of our emotions, each of our energies from one another, um, and to really have, you know, that independent space because at the end of the day, we are family. And so that's a very different thing where we are venting to one another. We're like, you know, taking it out on one another and just like very enthralled in each other's energy in a way that you wouldn't necessarily be with a roommate like I think there is that with a roommate um and I'm sure folks can relate to to that right now um being sort of quarantined with their roommate for a year now but it's very different when you mix that with being family and being close family members
1: yes they're oof Whew, there's a lot in all that one. You, it, you really have to, I think there's a lesson in that. You have to really protect your space, protect your own emotions. And like, for some people really, at least for me, I feel like I had to do the same kind of work to remember that I'm my own person, they're their own people, and we don't all have to feel the same way at the same time, and we don't all have to we don't have to fall back into patterns, feel the same way or any of that stuff. Like we are allowed to be our own people, even in the midst of togetherness. You mentioned quarantine. Yes. That's an element that (laughs) you did not face. I did not. Uh, That is a very interesting uh, thing to add on. Mm, Because- Speak on it. When I moved back home, It was really to just work, save my money and eventually buy a house. And I was like, I'll do this for a year, two years, not a big deal. Um, Not even a year later, pandemic hits, March, 2020. And I go from working out of the house, my parents working out the house, everyone's doing their own thing, to my mom's job shut down, my dad who's retired, you know, doing his thing, that I had to come to to a standstill. And I am now working from home indefinitely first, you know, everyone was like, oh, it's just two weeks, just two weeks. I haven't worked out of the office since March 10th, 20. Yeah, since March 10th, 2020.
0: Well seen across 20 year olds to like move back home or live at home at some point, because we live at a time where it is so expensive to Mm -hmm. live in a lot of these cities, to do a lot of these things like grad school or buying a house that like sort of you start to think to do in your adult life. And so shout out to those folks who at some (laughs) point moved home are currently living home and are trying to make smart money decisions.
1: Honestly, that was the biggest element for me in terms of why I needed to move home. It made financial sense. In this area, a one-bedroom Even living with a roommate could cost just rent alone $1,200. Why why spend that kind of money when I can move at home and literally have food my mom cooks? Well, she used to. (laughs) Premium cable with HBO. Laundry, in-house laundry. When I used to take my laundry down the stairs, down two sets of stairs and two blocks over to go do my laundry and pay for it, and then have to carry it all back and shit. And just like the general comfort of home, how could I pass that up and the money to go live with a roommate or go live somewhere that doesn't really make sense, no parking, all sorts of drama. It doesn't make sense. So it's, it's just the best thing to, for me, where I was at that time in my life, it was the best choice that I, I made and I do not regret it by any means.
0: Agreed. Y'all, my mom cooks every single day. And I'm talking feasts, our
1: fridge full, pantry full of snacks. I barely went what? grocery shopping. Like I would not go grocery shopping because my mom cooked. House stashed, fruit, yogurt, meats, you know, whatever
0: you need, it was there. Liquor cabinet on 100,000. <laughs> Come on now. Comfy couch.
1: The big like, comfy
0: couch. Like Danielle was saying, premium television. And I got to kick it with my parents watching novelas. You cannot make this stuff up, folks. And the dog. Come on. And the love of my life. Messy. So, yeah, there was a lot of upsides. Yeah. But now, Danielle, when did you know it was time? To move out what was that decision making process like what was that experience like
1: so there was like two points there was a point kind of like I want to say March so I had been living home for about nine months and I was like all right let me just start looking Let me do my mortgage pre-approval let me just start seeing what's around see if I actually can afford to do this and I started looking and the pandemic started so I stopped put everything on hold but there wasn't just a day in October and I think I had made that decision because maybe we got into a little spat and I was just like I'm over these people these these roommates they could just stay here I'm good I'm gonna go off on my own but <laughs> the real time that I was just like oh it's time I legitimately one day in October just woke up and I was like it's time it's time I go live on my own it just my body just like told me it just felt oh. different and it was all right well you've put the footwork in, stop being scared, let's go do this. And I recognize that buying a house is a huge step. So I could have just been nervous about that element, you know, that piece of it, but it was just, okay, let's go do this. The time has come. It just It just felt right. And I think that's how I make a lot of my decisions mm-hmm. is trusting my gut. Because every time I've not trusted my gut, I have betrayed myself. And it has ended up in a way, in a situation that I didn't need to be. So the, the moment that like, it. I just knew one day, I just I just knew. And mind you, I had already had my financial ducks in a row. I had done my mortgage pre-approval. I had, start, I had a realtor, you know, I wanted to start talking to. I had already been looking at houses. So that day or that week, I ended up calling my realtor and she really kicked me into high gear. She was like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, let's go do it what are you waiting on let's you if you if you say you're ready let's do this and I think she was a welcome like reinforcer to get me through the process which I was very grateful for
0: I love that yeah yeah I mean you know I had an end goal in sight from jump because I knew I wanted to go to grad school yeah and so like that really like (laughs) made it easy to just be like okay now's the time because it's like you have to go move to new york to go to grad school so i think that was nice but yeah generally an advice that i would give to folks is to set some sort of end goal or timeline so for you i feel like it was a goal like you didn't know exactly how much time you're gonna be there but you were like by the time i have my ducks in a row to buy a house that's when i know it's time yes and it was really an instinct thing whether that's grad school or the next step, like, I do think that it can be important to sort of have that in mind. A, so you're working towards something, but B, so that like, you can really just take the next step, um, even if you're scared. So taking that next step scared, um, Mm -hmm. and not sort of falling into complacency is important. And I say that with a lot of privilege of like, having the means um, to go to grad school or having the means to buy a house. I know that's like a big yeah. ask, but but I do think sort of having an end goal, a timeline, aligning that with the budget that you have. Um, or with any the like life plans. Yes, with the life plans, with the saving goals that you have, like could be really beneficial. Yeah. So I
1: have a question for you, Yes. my parents are from Trinidad. Your parents are Latinx. Mm-hmm. Do you think culture had anything to do with your decision to move back home or the acceptance within yourself or your family or your, just like your world, your, your sphere that allowed, that made moving back home feel reasonable or doable in a way that it may not feel for other people?
0: Yes, I definitely think so. Um, you know, in our culture, we're from Peru. Um, it's very normal to live with your parents, honestly, through adulthood, like, you Mm -hmm. know, a lot of them don't go away to college. So that's not sort of an element that gets factored in. So I definitely think culturally, it was acceptable for me to move back home. Totally normal. You know, it's something my cousins that are my age or older still live at home. Um, My sister, older sister had also moved home um, after, Undergrad to save money, she had done the same thing: worked, commuted, then moved into her own spot. So there was a blueprint for me, um, which I was really fortunate for. I definitely think culture played a role into it. Uh, My parents were psyched; like they were very excited to have me at home. I'm sure it was like also a safety thing, you know? It's like, okay, now I know where they are, (laughs) what they're doing. Yeah. And we're really close. And I think that's culturally an element too. You know, we're a really close family who loves to eat dinner together um, and loves to spend time together. And so I definitely think it was a factor in the acceptance of me going home. I also don't want to just say this through like rose colored goggles or glasses, which I think is (laughs) the same. Because at the time it was really tough it, you know, I felt some type of way about graduating from Yale and not having a job right away. You know, I was in the interview stage, um, but I did feel some type of way about that. And personally,
1: like about yourself, yeah,
0: about myself and like what it meant to move back home and optically what that looked like when, yeah, I did know a lot of people who were moving to new cities, especially New York City and LA and SF and you know going out there on their own and having apartments or living with one another yeah um so I think I really had to do a lot of self-reflection um and recognize that I was like putting a lot of expectations on myself none of my friends were judging me and also who cares um it was the smart decision for me um and looking back I think it was the best decision
1: for me at the time absolutely absolutely like for real though, who cares? It's no one's business. It's it's not their wallet. It's not their family. It's not their life. You made the best choice for yourself, and it was, and you still think it was a good choice. And that's really all that matters. I I, I agree though with the the cultural like family piece of it. Um, when I was telling the classmates in grad school, I was moving back home, they were just like, "Why would you do that?" And mm-hmm. I had to, I had to hold back some words of being like, "Well, you know." I'm from a pretty cool place in terms of access to things people culture you know so there was no reason for me to want to stay in New York City where I was basically living in squalor uh, <laughs> compared to what I lived with my parents or even before and I was living my own in Pittsburgh um, they didn't get it but I wasn't like I didn't care because I knew for me, I was I, would, I was cool with my decision, but also it was culturally acceptable too. And from Trinidad, in Trinidad, you usually don't move out of your house either. You live with your with your family. Um, mm-hmm. My parents were were especially my dad were very excited to have me home because I had lived away for nine years. So yeah. for me to not for me to be in the house instead of you know a phone call away, f- four or five hour drive away, it was great. Um, and I'd do it again. Knowing what I know now, I'd still do it again. Now, mm-hmm. you mentioned something earlier, this trope about the man living at home. Just, just curious, under what circumstance would you date somebody that lived at home or would you? Because you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it could be, uh, that's real cute for you, or that's like real cute for me to live at home, but I don't wanna partner with someone that's living from, living at home but how do you feel about that
0: in the present? I won't go down this rabbit hole, but I do find it a little bit wild when people have different standards for themselves and their partners. Speak on it. I think that's a little wild. Like, oh, I can do this, but you cannot do this. No. So I live alone um, on my own, like not in my parents' house with a roommate. Mm -hmm. I think at this point, in my Latinx life, in <laughs> these later 20-somethings, yeah. I don't think I want someone that lives in their parents' home. Um, I'm not ruling it out completely uh, because I understand, especially right now during a pandemic, there's actually a lot of folks at home. So yeah. that's an element. But I think that, yeah, to me at this point, the me right now does not want someone who lives at home that's fair for it no shame there's no shame what about you d let's hear it
1: (laughs) uh if the person is living if the guy is living at home kind of in the same vein that i was out of grad school working saving for a house and they have a a plan a deadline keyword deadline keyword Mm. plan to uh get back out on their own, I'm fine. And by own, I mean, out of their family's house, like it could be living on their own, living with a roommate, a a, a uh, one singular roommate, <laughs> not living in a boarding house style, you know, <laughs> no shade, but no shade, also, no also, you know, 30 is knocking on the door. So let's try to get our lives together a little bit. Um, and I know the privilege in that. I, I hear it. I take it, I accept it. <laughs> um, if if he has a plan and a deadline, I'm cool with it, but I it cannot be a long-term thing. You have to, you have to take that step for me. Even though it is culturally acceptable, I'm not in Trinidad. I'm in America. <laughs> and <laughs> Some, some, some things gotta give because I would prefer that, and you know, not dating anybody right now, but I would like the option to be like, okay, yeah, go to your house you and come to my house, not a big deal. And you don't have to own your house. I, that's not some, I'm not gonna put that on with somebody. It's actually, I don't think I've ever, I've told anybody that I've even talked to I, I, I bought it. It's It's still very recent, but mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not gonna be one of my talking points by any means it will come out. If it comes out in conversation, fine, but it's not a talking point. Um, so it's not a requirement for me to prefer you to own your house. I just would prefer a partner live on their own. Heard it here first folks, <laughs> heard it here first. So each one, tell everyone, only independent men's. That's it. So D sort
0: yes. of to put a bow on this discussion, what is a one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's considering moving back home
1: easy um make your room your your space um the rest of your house you probably can't change it's someone else's house whatever and even if your families are like oh yeah it's your house it's not um make your room or make wherever you're living, find a space for you that's just for you, redecorate it. Like when I moved home, again, I did have a job. So I had the privilege of you know, buying new furniture and, and my dad did paint my room, but like it was nice to come into a new space. It was the same room I, I grew up in, but it was different. The wall colors were different. The furniture was different. Um, and it became mine, my untouched space. The rest of the house, I left, you know, I didn't want to impose any design <laughs> <laughs> inspiration. Um, so I didn't, but I, I focused on, my, on having my space that I could go into, decompress, have real conversations, rest, do little workouts, watch TV, and it, I think that was really a saving grace um, in a way that made me think about my space differently than how I thought about it when I was 18 years old and over the years in college do you have anything you'd share with anybody
0: yes i love that one Dee. that's a really really great one i would say and i think that there's tidbits that we've touched on throughout this Mm -hmm. episode but an additional one i would say is don't get caught up in what others say is a good decision um And so whether that be the decision to do it or the decision to leave. And so I think that, yes, it's a great smart money choice to move back home, but also it can be a smart money decision or a smart life decision to move out Out. on your own. And so take the plunge regardless, like when you're moving out, whether like you do a calculation, like, oh, but I'm spending so much money. Sometimes your independence, your mental health is worth the money. And like, for example, for myself, you know, I, even after grad school, thought about it again. Um, and my parents were fine with it as well. But I really had to be in my, within myself and say, you know what? Yes, I can do that. But also, I'm going to have debt regardless and I feel like having my own space, um, trying it out in this city with the job that I do have, like making a clear budget about what I can and cannot afford, living within my means. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I was able to do that anyway and so sometimes it is about just like taking the plunge and not (laughs) factoring in everyone's opinion, every single calculation Mm -hmm. uh, into to leaving
1: as well as to staying yeah there is a life lesson in that that was a gem you should add a little sound effect that was a gem listen to yourself ignore the other people about what they say because it's really about you and do you li- can you live with yourself and what in the decision that you made i love that that's a very strong ending point
0: yes and with that thank you all for listening We'll be back next time with another hot topic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have plenty in our little arsenal. Just you wait. Thanks, everyone. Bye.